G'day and welcome to the Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Today we are talking must-add players that you need to get from your waiver wire right now. Let's go. Jordan open. Chicago with the lead. Bryant to shot. Not a game. Not a game. We talking about practice. LeBron James with no record for human life. AD basketball. G'day and welcome again to the Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, Mitch Casey, and you can find me on Twitter at Ball Boys NBA and on Instagram at Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball Podcast with my co-host Callum Mack here once again to talk some fantasy hoops. How are you doing, man? Uh, look, my, my fantasy team is not going well, Mitch. Well, let's be honest. I'm desperate You're nervous. for some waiver wire ads. I'm desperate for some tips here. You're a nervous uh, fringe uh, playoff team right now, so... Uh, uh- I am. It's either me or someone else who's going to make the playoff the last seed, which is worrying in itself. I'm probably going to be booted out of there pretty quickly. So. Yeah, yeah. It's one. Of, it's one of the older Ball Boys members, actually, uh, Jermaine. Who maybe some of the uh, OG listeners might remember Jermaine as one of our early uh, co-hosts of the show. Um, so yeah, thick, thick um, into the season now. Hopefully some of these waiver wire ads can get you through, although I think a lot of them are rostered in our league, so uh, pretty quick on, on our fronts. Uh, but let's get into the first one here. Jalen Smith. He is obviously someone who is a big beneficiary at the trade deadline. I was a bit skeptical going into the trade deadline where he was going to fit in the pecking order. Obviously, they've got a, a few pieces in there that we, we're trying to see how they all fit together with Goga, Isaiah Jackson, Miles Turner, even another name that we might let mention a bit later, O'Shea Brissett. All sort of vying for minutes there in the front court, but Jalen Smith seems to be doing enough that I think that he can be rostered in 12-team leagues as a bit of an ad. Um, what are your thoughts on, on Jalen Smith over in Indiana? Yeah, I agree. He, he's he been put up about 20 minutes a game. I, I think with Miles Turner out of the mix, kind of, you know, until after the All-Star break, he, he definitely is worth owning and, until we see that he's been back on the floor because he's kind of been pretty consistent there. 20 minutes a game, he's been pretty good in his minutes. He had that 17-point, 12-rebound game. Yeah. Um, he hits threes for a he big does. man as well. Um, he should be pretty good from the three-throw line for a big man. That hasn't quite translated perfectly yet, but I'm, I'm not too worried about that. No. So uh, he's a great fit for, you know, pun assist build. Um, yeah, uh, big can get some threes. That, that, that's what you're getting. Yeah, I, I don't necessarily think the upside is super duper high. So he's probably not going to be the highest priority guy that we're going to mention today. But I think he's someone that you could definitely do worse uh, than grabbing, especially if you do need those, you know, that, that solid field goal, the decent rebounds. He'll block nearly a shot a game, I'd say, in limited minutes. Uh, and again, like you said, his his percentages from the line won't hurt you and his turnovers will be pretty solid. Won't give you any assists or, or steals, to be honest. But uh, again, that's probably not why you're adding him at this point. Um uh, where do you see his like rotation minutes coming when Isaiah Jackson comes back into the fray? Do you think he's going to lose minutes, or, or do you think that it's going to be someone else? Um, I think it it's probably maybe more Badatse is my gut feeling. I'm not too sure, though. Um, yeah. But I do feel like just because this team is going for a bit of a youth movement, it, it really does make sense to just just have him play 20 minutes, and that's what he's been doing, and, and he's been productive in yeah. that time. So I'm not... 
I'm not really stressed out. I think he will maintain this. Yeah, I think I think the positive sign that I mentioned on our previous podcast is that he is playing at the four a bit next to some of those other guys. So he's playing the four next to Goga. He's playing the four next to Isaiah Jackson in that one game that we did see. So that bodes well for him continuing these kind of minutes, um, even when some of those guys do come back. The fact that they're playing together uh, boosts my confidence. I didn't think that they necessarily would do that, but um, it's a good sign that moving forward he can still get at least that 20 minutes a game when all those guys are healthy. So for now, I'm happy to add him through the All-Star break. Wait and see when or if Isaiah Jackson's back, when, if Miles Turner is back. And then after that, you might be dropping him, but you might not be. He might be continuing to push those minutes even higher as he gets more accustomed to this team. So for now, I think he's a, he's a decent ad, although maybe not the highest priority of this list. Another big guy that we're going to talk about is uh, Brandon Clark of the uh, of the Grizzlies. Do you think that he is uh, a good ad? Do you think he's a better ad than, say, someone like a Jalen Smith? What are your thoughts on uh, old Clarky? Um, I think he is a better ad. I think he, he can be a bit more reliable in your points. Doesn't have the threes there. Yep. Um, so that is something you obviously have to consider. But he's been pretty consistent really all season, and, yeah, and he's had he a has. bit of a hot stretch now. We probably haven't um, so mentioned bit- him enough, really, to uh, you know compared to what he's been putting out most of the season. Yeah, because like on a permanent basis, like he he really does let them fly. He, he can shoot from. Um, it's weird that he doesn't shoot threes because he actually does have a really good mid range shot. Um, yeah. He kind of hits everything from there. And when he gets it, yeah, he shoots. He gets a lot of steals as well for for a, for a four. Um, gets you the blocks as well. Like just recently, he had the three block game, so he can do it. Uh, really good in turnovers as well. He, he's just a guy that's contributing yeah. everywhere, really outside of the assists and the threes yeah. and I guess the steals. But um, his field goal is awesome as well, so that's worth pointing out. Very good field goal, yeah. Yeah, I think I think he's definitely uh, a much more of a rock-solid option. Um, I thought for a little while that um, uh, someone like Tillman was going to be a threat to his minutes going into the season, which it was last year. They flipped it again this year. Um, so it's hard to get a read uh, season to season, but at least within this season at the moment, um, he seems to be the guy that, that's getting the majority of those minutes. Um, he's he's probably not killing it in the minutes department on the season. He's only averaging 19 minutes per game, but he's doing a little bit more uh, recently. And I think that he is someone that, again, a lot of these big guys, you don't need to be playing 30 minutes a night. Um, again, probably not the highest upside play. So in terms of if you want to take a bigger swing, you've got a bit more room to make that risky ad um, and hopefully it pans out and rewards in the in the playoffs. Then maybe some of these other guys we'll mention later might be better. But I think if you're trying to make it into the playoffs and you need some solid production right now and you need field goal percentage, you need some rebounds, you need some decent points, uh, then I think Brandon Clark can do that for you. So definitely someone who you can add with confidence. Rostered in only 45% of leagues, I think that can be a, a fair bit higher. Um Let's talk about a guard now. So going on to Patrick Beverly. What are your thoughts on Patrick Beverly as an ad? Um, well, he just got a big contract. So that's a good he sign. Did, yes. that I guess he's got yeah, a big 13 million. Um, they want to give him minutes. And, and when he gets minutes, like he can be pretty sneaky. Like he's never been great in points. Um, he's kind of yeah. been all right the past few games. But he can give you threes, steals, um, and, and a trinkle of assists as well. And, and yeah. even for a guard, the blocks there, even recently, have been yeah. um, quite impressive. So he, for a punt points build, he's always been, um, he might already be owned um, on that team. But but outside of that, he, he does contribute in, in quite a few categories there for you. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to slap the uh, must roster label on Patrick Beverly, uh, to be fair, because at the moment there is, uh, there's there was an ankle injury to... Uh, who was it, Anthony Edwards today. We don't know. It probably won't yeah. be uh, forcing him to miss too much time because the all-star break will, will help soften that and give him more time to rest up. But 
if it is something that extends to a longer break, then obviously Patrick Beverly is going to be a, a big beneficiary there. But he's still getting minutes regardless, even without uh, Edwards going down in sort of around that 30, high 20s mark. And, and like you said... He's, he's sort of like that Marcus Smart type player where he gives you those three steals, solid blocks as a guard. Uh, the free throw percentage is pretty good. The, um, the field goal percentage hurts you, but the attempts are not super high that it's going to put a massive drain um, there. So I think he's just a, a sneaky ad and, and probably gets overlooked because of his uh, low traditional low points um, per game. And, and then the field goal percentage has always been a little bit shaky, but he contributes across the board in most other categories. So I think uh, in terms of these guys here, I think he's probably the best player that we've mentioned so far in terms of uh, season rankings uh, that I think he's going to put up moving forward. So I, I'm going to label Patrick Beverly a must-roster player for standard leagues at this stage. I don't hate it. All right, let's go on to the next guy, uh, O'Shea Brissett. O'Shea Brissett is an interesting player to talk about. He's obviously had a few uh, pretty big games. Most recent game, not so good, um, but a couple of good encouraging performances since the trade of DeMontis Sabonis. He had a huge stretch at the end of last year where he was putting up big numbers uh, and was very relevant in fantasy playoffs, some might remember from last year. What are, your, what are your thoughts with Brissett, and do we think that he's going to continue uh, the last game or the three games before that where he was uh, really good? Um, I think you should definitely go pick him up. I think it just was a bit of a stinker last game. The two games before that, you mean 37 minutes and 38 minutes. That's yep. pretty awesome. He had that 22 and 13 game. I think the coach, they, like, they want to give him minutes out there. Yeah. Um, and, and he only really just had a bad game this time around. I think it's a one-off. I, I would uh, put some chips on him. I, I think he, he can do well. He can pay out. And, and for someone that can get threes for you, obviously gets the rebounds um, and give you a trickle of blocks there as well. So I think he's worth earning for sure. Plus 38% in the last day, actually, on, on Yahoo, that is. So people are catching word yeah. about him, obviously. Yeah, they've obviously added him in uh, for today's performance, but then also um, they've, got, they've got a back-to-back, so playing again tomorrow. Uh, probably by the time we put this video out, he will have uh, already played that game. So see what he has put up then. But I think that he is someone... He's probably more of a short-term ad for me. I'm a bit concerned about when Isaiah Jackson comes back and he moves a bit more into that three spot. I think he's much better as like a power forward player because he gets a bit more of those blocks and rebounds. Uh, when he's playing at the three, those stats don't really come uh, to him, it seems. So in the last few games, he's had a 13-rebound, 11-rebound game. Uh, both those games, he had two blocks. Um, and that's obviously playing without Isaiah Jackson in the roster. And also Miles Turner, who might potentially be coming back as well. So um, I definitely think that he's more of a short-term play whilst those guys are out. When those guys are back, I wouldn't drop him straight away, but I'd be very aware that his production might dip a little bit as well. So uh, someone who I think you can definitely add and sort of see how things go over in Indiana. Um, Talking about some more blocks and steals, let's go over to another guy who I'm a big fan of. Hasn't really worked out this year, but Jaden McDaniels. Put up a huge line today. Um, let me just read it out for you. 18 points, 6 rebounds, 3 assists, 4 steals, 2 blocks, put up a 3, shot 50% from the field. Um, these are the kind of lines that get me really excited because this is what I was more expecting of him this year. Hasn't worked out so far, but you know he's still a young player. He's as young as some of the rookies this year. Um, and with the injury to Anthony Edwards, again, we don't know how long it's going to be. I'm not expecting it to be super long, but he's someone that I can definitely see his production continue to improve, especially down the stretch, second half of the season, um, as he starts to continue to figure it out. Um, what are your thoughts on Jada McDaniels, rostered in 35% of Yahoo leagues? Um, I, I do like him 
just in, for the more defensive stuff, I think he probably more fits the the punt points, um, and it, it gives you threes as well. He's kind yeah. of a classic three and D kind of guard. Um, some games he can get up to four assists, but but that's not super reliable. Nah. Um, so he's to me he's probably a bit more of a streamer. I wouldn't say he's a must roster um, personally right now, and and that's based off Anthony Edwards being healthy. Anthony Edwards did actually uh, he did his ankle. I think it was in the second quarter, yeah. and and he was on the bench supporting them in the second half. He, it he did was seem moving. to be serious. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So I wouldn't really um, be too concerned. Like, I'm an owner right now. It says he's a game-time decision. So I'm not too concerned there. So there's not going to be a huge payout, I don't think. Um, and yeah. and Jaden McDaniels, personally, yeah, a bit of a streamer for certain um, maybe steals or whatever. Yeah, I, I would agree. I'm not I'm not thinking that he's going to just be a game-changer for your fantasy playoffs. But I think he does have the potential to improve, even if, like, the minutes don't increase himself, just by him getting better and continuing to... I think that, like, as the Timberwolves try to make this, like, playoff push uh, towards the second half of the season, they're going to play their sort of top six, top seven guys the majority of the minutes. And I think he's definitely in that in that group. So uh, I think that his minutes might start to go up a little bit, even if Anthony Edwards is still there. And then again, as he gets better and, and more accustomed to playing with those guys, um, I can definitely see that production just increasing a little bit, enough to be sort of like a back-end kind of guy that, that you could have on your roster. And especially steals blocks, if you need those things, then then for sure he's someone that's worth having in your roster. Let's talk someone who, again, probably is a must-roster player, Andre Drummond. Um, would you agree with me with that assessment, saying he's must-roster? Yes, he is. Um, as soon as he was moved to Brooklyn, he, he yep. should have been picked up by a lot of people. We, we told you guys to go out there and, and swipe him up. Yeah, I mean, he, even as a, a bench guy, he's been putting up eight and a half rebounds yeah. um, and then like 1.2 steals and a block a game. Yeah, so it's pretty crazy. It, it, even then, you could even argue he's rosterable. Now, now he didn't even got a win in that most recent game. He played pretty yep. well, um, kind of all-round stat line. He's a great big that can get you the, the steals um, with the yeah, blocks he's very good as well. Steals. You just you just have to watch out for the three throw percentage does hurt. He doesn't give you any threes at all, and and he can hurt you a little bit in turnovers. Um, so I guess he could fit. Some builds may not be ideal, but I still think he really should just be rostered um, yeah. in, in all leagues at this point. Yeah, I, I think so. And, and he is rostered in a lot of leagues, 82% rostered on Yahoo. So most of you probably won't be able to grab him off your waiver wire, but just in case he is there and and, and everyone's been asleep for the last week or so, then, then you should definitely go make sure he's rostered. Um, I am... Interested to see how the front court rotations go out over the next uh, couple of weeks with Nicholas Claxton, who was a DNPCD today. Uh, it, he is still coming back off that hamstring, so maybe they're still taking it a bit more cautious. Um, but it looks to me like Aldridge and Drummond are going to get the lion's share of the minutes there at this stage. But I can see some annoying, frustrating minute rotations with that group uh, on a game-to-game basis. So um, the good thing about Drummond is you don't need a whole lot of minutes to get good stats, though. So... Um, there might be some bumps along the way, but again, yeah, he definitely should be rostered in, in every league. Uh, not much more to say there. Let's move on to another player who I think I probably think he should be rostered by someone in your league. Maybe it doesn't have to be you if you don't need what he provides, but he's pretty close to a must-roster player, Kobe White. Uh, would you agree with my assessment as like a nearly must-roster player with Kobe White? Um, I think he is a must roster player. I, I think you have to go yep. pick him up at this point. And it's purely just based off the, this injury plague team, the Chicago oh, Bulls. And it's all guards as well. And, and that's what's hurting. And Sucks you, you for them, Lonzo hey. out. you got Zach Levine out. Caruso's out. Um, Patrick Williams, he, he's out as well. And and um, they're kind of do-it-all green. He's 
game time decision right now. So <laughs> Kobe White, he's been wreaking the benefits yeah. completely. He's um, been putting up like five three pointers um, a game the last few, you know, twenty four points, five and six. Um, he's someone who, who has been coming off the bench the whole year, and, and I think he has actually from watching some of the Chicago, Chicago Bulls showing a bit more maturity. He's playing a bit more on the, the defensive end as well. So I like what he's doing. I think the coach will reward him with all the, I mean, he has no option to like, he, he has yeah. to play him. Yeah. So for, for that reason, I think he can give you honestly like 20 points and five assists. So that that's a must roster player yeah. for me. And with the threes as well. Like, yeah. Lots of threes, up, the free throw percentage. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's that typical guard kind of, kind of player, maybe not huge amount of assists uh, for the point guard position. So uh, just keep that in mind, but yeah, he's going to be force fed minutes. He can put up the points, which is obviously hard to find on your waiver wire. Um, so yeah, I, I would definitely consider him a must roster player. If you don't need the points in threes, if you're punting those categories, then sure, he's probably not someone that you need to worry about. Uh, but for the most of us, uh, he's someone who's definitely got a lot of value. I want to throw in another player here that I haven't gone on our notes here that I just forgot I left him off here, Cal, but it's your boy, Ayo Desumnu, who I think also should be an ad. And I've just realized that he's only rostered in 57% of leagues. So I think that should be a bit higher. Again, on the topic of this Chicago Bulls team, He's going to be four set fed minutes, playing 42, 42, and 37 minutes in his last three games. So um, he seems to be someone that can get a lot of assists uh, with players like uh, Le- sorry, Levine and uh, Lonzo Ball, Caruso all out who do a lot of the playmaking. They've only really got DeRozan and probably DeSumnu is probably their secondary um, playmaker on this team. Um, so I think he is someone who can be added and especially if this Zach Levine injury is serious, he's getting scans. It doesn't sound excellent. Um, a little bit concerned as someone who has him on my fantasy team. Um, so I think that uh, AO is definitely someone I think you should be picking up, uh, if not speculatively, um, just right now based on what he's been doing. Yeah, definitely. He was one of my guys before the season. Yeah. I said he was going to be... Um, a, a steal, and where he landed in the draft, the Bulls got to be well. happy. Yeah, you did. You did. He's very been well. putting up. 39 minutes a game over the past couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, and, and that shows you how, um, unfortunately, how injury-ridden the Chicago Bulls have been. But in that seven and a half assists, huge amount of assists. He had a 14-assist game in there, 11 assists, 10 assists. Um, I think, yeah, you got to pick him up and, and ride this wave until some of those guys get healthy again. Yeah, I, I, I do want to, What are your thoughts about him from a dynasty perspective? I, I actually think he's maybe a bit of a sell-high dynasty prospect at this stage because I, I just don't know where he fits into this roster uh, once those guys come back. I had the opportunity to add him in our dynasty roster and I decided to go against it because obviously with my team, I'm not competing this year and I'm not sure where he sits next year. Um, do you think that it might be a sneaky opportunity to sell high on a rookie? I, I know we don't probably say that too often, but uh, what are your thoughts on him from a, more of a dynasty perspective? I think you could. There's obviously a bit of hype there, and, and it's obviously he's just wreaking the benefits of yeah. the injuries. I, I think his overall role, he is outperforming it a bit now. Uh, will he get a starting role? If he does, I don't think it will be in the next, say, two or three years, yeah. um, as some I would say. Even though he, he has come in, obviously, a mature player. He's going to um, be... And, and can contribute from day one. Yeah. I just don't think he's quite at that level, and, and he's definitely years out for me. So if you can sell high on him now in a dynasty league, I think you could flip the switch if you had someone else coming back that was um a, a better prospect for you. Yeah, I, I definitely think he's obviously played himself into a regular part of this rotation, and he's going to be a key uh, sort of feature for this team moving forward. So um, I think that... Keep that in mind. But yeah, I, I do think that it might be a sneaky play to see if you can sell him high for someone who might have a bit more uh, long-term value. 
Uh, let's go on to the last guy in our waiver wire ads show, Justice Winslow for the uh, Portland Trailblazers. What are your thoughts on Justice Winslow, and uh, how high would you rank him uh, in terms of an ad uh, compared to some of these other guys we talked about? Um, I actually quite like Justice Winslow. I, I think he should be added for now. You just have to have a team that fits the. He, yeah. he doesn't hit your free throws very well. He can be pretty bad from the field goal. It's a bit hot and cold from that end as well. And and he will have games where he has high turnovers. So he he can hurt you. But I think in a head-to-head, um, on a weekly basis, he, he can still kind of be a net plus. Um, we've seen it in this past week. For example, he's been the 48th-ranked player. Yeah. And that's because he's put up 13 points. You know, 7.7 rebounds, which is really good. Um, four and a half assists. So, like, and he can pass as well. That's that obviously comes with the turnovers when when that does happen. But for now, he's been actually really efficient with the ball under a turnover at game yeah. um, over the past week. Obviously, these things can change pretty yeah. quickly. Um, but but he's a player who can also give you the defensive stuff as yeah, well. Like the steals have been awesome. I yeah. think that will be consistent and maintained. So right now, it's someone on your way for wire that can I think and you can lock in for four assists can lock in really well for steals, I'd say over one and a half. Um, and, and on top of Solid that, rebounds. Um, get, get the rebounds, the field goal, as I said, can be a bit hit and miss, but it's not, I don't, I think the net positive is there for him. Yeah. I think, I think he's definitely up there in terms of the guys we've talked about so far. Um, you do obviously have, to have obviously have to be aware of the limitations that he does have. Um, but if you can, if you can, if you have a team that suits that, or if you can, um, you know, take that in stride and, and sort of combat that, he can be someone that's super valuable, and I think there's no reason he's not going to have a lot of minutes moving down the rest of the season. This Portland Trails Blazers has a very uh, skeleton crew of a roster, um, so he's going to be forced into a lot of minutes, and he's he's doing well. He's doing better than I expected him to. I'm not a huge fan of his just general game. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if the Portland Trailblazers just try a bunch of funky stuff down the, the stretch of the season, like the last few weeks, um, but at least for now, he looks like he's going to be um, you know putting up 32, 33 plus minutes a night. So he's definitely someone in that kind of a role that you can have on your roster. And like you said, all those steals, assists, rebounds uh, are going to be pretty solid. Um, think like uh, Thaddeus Young from last year kind of kind of build. Uh, that, that kind of ilk of a player is how I'd be uh, valuing Justice Winslow moving forward. So if I was if I was to rank the, the guys we've got here, I'd probably say every, Andre Drummond is probably your must, uh, must roster. I would also put Patrick Beverly and Kobe White in that scenario. Uh, then I've got a players like Justice Winslow and Brandon Clark in that sort of next tier. And then your uh, Jalen Smiths, O'Shea Brissettes, uh, and your Jaden McDaniels sort of in that kind of more speculative, more maybe short term, and just see how things pan out uh, as, as a bit of a, a ranking in terms of preference. Uh, any major disagreements there in that, in that ranking there, Cal? Uh, I think you summed that up pretty well, actually. As you said, Drummond, he's probably in a tier of himself. You yeah. just have to go pick him up, I think. Just bear in mind the free throws. But yeah, outside of that, um, I agree. And obviously, always keep in mind what stats you're looking at. We're starting to get really close to the fantasy playoffs. So start to think about what your categories you're close with during matchups, what you sort of, um, you know, you can start to almost start to forecast the, the matchups you might have in the playoffs, what kind of stats you might need to, to win those matchups as well. So as always, if you're asking questions, make sure you give us a bit of context, whether it's category points and what you're punting and things like that, so we can give you guys the best answer possible. But uh, that will do it for us today, guys. Make sure you give us a big thumbs up on the YouTube video. If you're listening along on Apple Podcasts, leave us a review, leave us a rating, uh, and make sure you subscribe and We'll catch you guys next time. Bye.